Firecast, a podcast from MDM Publishing, brought to you in association with UK Fire Magazine, reporting to the United Kingdom fire protection industry and fire services. Welcome to another Firecast, where we get to discuss some of the key issues with the big players in the fire industry. I'm Paul Hutton, and it's my pleasure today on the Firecast to bring you two guests to talk about the vital subject of communications within the industry. So I'm really pleased to say I've been joined by Simon Bingham, Senior Account Manager at Radiocoms, and Sean Fitzgerald, who's Head of Solutions Marketing at Motorola Solutions. We've also got MDM Publishing Group Editor Duncan White with us, and he'll be chipping in through the conversation. So, gentlemen, thank you for joining me on this Firecast. Simon, if I can start with you, please. Why is a two-way radio such an important piece of equipment for a firefighter? Paul, the the humble two-way radio is a lifeline. It's the lifeline that provides clear and interrupted communications between those at the the scene of the fire, the seat of the fire, and those who are managing the fire ground in the greater greater area. Uh, As you probably imagine, it's a chaotic and dynamic place. You may be aware of breathing apparatus, and it's the simple push-to-talk that's the connectivity the users rely on that makes a lot of sense um so what sort of projects are you working on at the moment day to day we are supporting all the fire services with just general upkeep and accessories especially during the pandemic period uh, we're completing deployments for cornwall fire leicestershire fire and the isle of wight all fire services that chose more the dp4 series we're conducting trials for cambridgeshire fire and rescue who are looking to deploy from September onwards this year. Now, Sean, uh, let's bring you into the conversation. Hearing what Simon's been saying, basically this is a vital piece of safety kit that you've got to rely on, so it simply can't go wrong, can it? No, that's right. Firefighters want to uh, you know, focus on getting their job done. They don't want to be fiddling about trying to get their equipment to work. So like any of the other kit they're using, the radios have got to work for the first time they need it and every other time they need it as well. So at Motorola, we always take uh, a lot of attention in, in making sure that the quality of our radios is right. We have a special test that we call accelerated life testing that we do before we place any radio on the market. And what that does, it exposes the radio to all kinds of shock, thermal shock, temperature, humidity, you know, everything that's going to see out in the marketplace, but to really kind of hammer the radios so that we can be sure before we sell them out in the marketplace that they are going to live up to the real world conditions that they'll see out there. But actually, that is only the final confirmation. Uh, we also, I think somewhat uniquely for, for suppliers, we test every component throughout the stage of the design process. But even once we've released it, we keep testing everything to make sure that quality um, stays the same throughout the entire lifespan of the, the products. So we're you know, producing the best equipment we can, as reliable as we can. But of course, it's only ever going to be as reliable as the overall installation. Uh, that's one of the reasons why we as a manufacturer partner with specialists like Radiocoms, because, you know, it doesn't matter how good your kit is, if it's not installed properly or if it's not maintained or not used properly, it's, you know, it's not going to meet the needs of the uh, the users. So, you know, it's, it's important to have the right equipment. But it's also important to have the right suppliers to, to make sure that you're 
getting everything in place as you need it. Oh, I, for many, many years, worked in broadcast radio. And obviously, when I was out and about and things went wrong, it wasn't a matter of life and death, like it might well be if things go wrong with, uh, with radio systems in firefighting. But one of my frustrations we always used to have when we were commercially funded and advertisers demanded that when we said we were going to do something, we did it, was that our engineers might go out and buy cheap, crummy kit um, and try and cut some corners and we'd be left with the kit that just wasn't working properly and trying to make the best of it. So I guess what I'm saying is that when people are tightening budgets all the time, they might well plump for a cheap option. They might uh, think they can get away with spending a bit less. But surely when it comes to the fire industry, that is just a massive false economy. Really is, yeah. You know, buying the cheapest stuff because you just look at the pure initial capital outlay at the beginning really can be a false economy. It, uh, it's not only a matter of whether or not the equipment works as uh, required you know that becomes very clear very quickly you know when you buy cheaper equipment it's not necessarily going to withstand the knocks and drops but we all know you know out with the frs they go into some pretty uh, kind of harsh environments there's a lot of water around they get dropped a lot so you know cheap equipment often can't withstand that so if you have to replace your your kit more often then obviously the overall cost can really add up i'm just going to add the budgets are always scrutinized project managers are expected more and more to deliver within those budgets it's doubly important to get the most you know whilst making the solution future proof we try to deliver what sean's just captured whilst keeping it simple firefighter radios have to be simple to perform to perform the task not once since i've been at radio comms since 2016 have we you know had to go back cap in hand for more equipment or, or or even ask the fire service to purchase something different to replace what originally specified and i think that's thanks to the motorola kit being very good and being very well received and being tested prior to anything anything hitting the fire ground as i mentioned at the start we're also joined by mdm publishing's group editor duncan white duncan um, you've heard what uh, simon and sean have had to say what are your thoughts yeah i think that looking at technology and the, and the fast pace that it's moving and fire and rescue service look to make a investment in communication it's it's something that is done with a great deal of research and having partners in the industry such as uh, radio comms motorola solutions make uh, make that process so much easier there was a phrase uh, used a lot when i was still uh, in the fire and rescue services that a product is as good as uh, how it is made firefighter proof and uh, i can certainly say that motorola equipment is is made firefighter proof there was a lot of attempts and a lot of accidental droppages, but they always maintained that serviceability. From my perspective, obviously, I would like it if uh, all of our customers replaced their equipment far more frequently. But, um, you know, being more serious, it is one of the things that we're quite proud of, that uh, our equipment is well known, I think, in the industry to, you know, not just to perform, but to really last. We've talked about the quality of design, but what other unique selling points do you try to shout about? We, we see the, the UK Fire and Rescue Service as, as one customer, and I think that's important. We have one account manager that talks to over 95% of the UK Fire and Rescue Services. It gives us the ability to share 
experience, to share knowledge between each other. And again, that, that's important to the fire service community. Not everyone wants to copy and paste, but no one needs to rewrite specifications every single day for each different fire service. There's a wealth of knowledge within the UK that, that all gets called upon in the private forums. And, and to echo what Sean says, Motorola Solutions is, 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 the, you know, is the product that always comes top of everyone's list. Supplying over 95% of the, the UK fire and rescue services, we have experience in the field and we can assist with the transition from analogue to digital. Firefighters need to remain analogue on some occasions to work with breathing apparatus, to work with neighbouring forces that are still using analogue equipment, but they also need to move across the digital for the better battery life, the increased feature set, the, the much more robust models. I've worked with 30, 30 different fire and rescue services in just over, over three years, and, and that experience has, has given me the knowledge on how best to, to migrate across without losing any operational points. Actually, can I just pick up on that, please? Because I think it's a really important point. I used to do a lot of work with uh, police forces, and their different command and control systems weren't interoperable and it did cause them problems when there were cross-border or near-border cases so how do you reassure people about the interoperability of systems between different fire and rescue services and how do you reassure them that if they're transitioning from one to another it's going to be a simple seamless process well day-to-day knowing someone in each fire and rescue service definitely helps however we work quite closely with the NFCC uh, and we follow the national operational guidance which sets out the the frequencies in use and the basic features that a firefighter radio can contain. So interoperability or providing a way or a means to avoid clashing when close and border you know border to border incidents is, is all in that guidance so, so we refer to that quite heavily and again that get, that gives the, the project manager a sort of stamp of approval that is not is not recreating something you know special for that for that service motorola obviously is quite a well-known name generally speaking but i think that maybe people don't uh, quite realize where our heritage lies you know going back in the past we uh we uh were really at the start of the inception of um public safety two-way radio communications and as time goes on you know we're not just sitting on our legacy we are continuing to invest to support newer technologies as they come along and the, in terms of the wider area we have uh, large tetra networks and for instant ground uh, we more recently have been promoting dmr products as, uh, as services move from analog to digital um, and we've we've kind of been in it from the start for both those helping to drive the technologies but again we're looking to to expand and not just offer single point products but as our name implies to offer end-to-end solutions so you know we're starting to build a whole ecosystem of the two-way radio devices we've got you know mobile and portable devices to be hand carried or fitted within the tenders um, but also the accessories that go around them using the right accessories can make a massive difference to the performance particularly for firefighters you know they don't want to be fiddling around with the radio or they want to make sure they can hear properly all those sorts of things so picking the right carried solution of the radio and the accessories but then software to support it you, you know you mentioned control rooms there's obviously lots of different kind of applications and solutions that could be put into the control rooms to help with that and more recently we've even started to uh, to 
provide video. So body-worn video, which is not used so much by firefighters at the moment, but I think there are some forces that are starting to look at that, and also fixed video that can be used either in vehicle or even in the stations for you know training and security purposes. So we're trying to wrap it all together to have you know a real kind of public safety-focused ecosystem of solutions to, to, to bring both communications and security together. Uh, Sean, you've actually almost jumped the gun on my next question, which is that as uh, people who listen to the Firecast know, one of the things that I always have a bugbear about is companies telling me things where you think, well, they would say that, wouldn't they? You know, they're, they're bigging up their own products. So I'm always keen to hear some case studies. I guess, Simon, I should ask you some, some specific cases of where you've installed a system and it's made a difference. Most user deployments are similar, uh, given the fact that we're following guidance and we're using the same range of products. I'll touch on Cornwall Fire. They're using a mixture of Motorola DP4601Es and Motorola DP4801EXs. It was quite a unique job to work on. Everything is charged in the vehicles. Cornwall is mainly on call fire service. Why I wanted to mention it was, you know, during the lockdown period, we had to de- deliver this deployment. And one of the, one of the great features of the Motorola kit is a, is a product called Radio Manager. Radio Manager allowed us to configure all the equipment ready for deployment with none of us having to set foot into the service headquarters. We used a combination of online broadcasting with Radio Manager to configure the radios to exactly how they needed them to be from the get-go. When we did notice any changes that were required, for argument's sake, adding the Isles of Sully to the fleet, again, it was all done remotely, and it's the only product I know that we could do that with. Simon mentioned in then their RM, that's not part of our portfolio that end users would ever really see. It's a, it's a tool that, that we developed, a software tool to, to help companies like Radiocoms to manage the fleets. But it's back to my point that I made earlier. It doesn't matter how good your kit is. If it's not managed and maintained properly, it's not going to work. So I think that was a good example that Simon gave there. Things that are almost invisible to customers and they wouldn't necessarily see the value in terms of the price they're paying from day one but just having those sorts of things available to their suppliers means that um, actually they're getting a much better system to, to meet their needs. And at the end of the day, you know, firefighters are putting their lives on the line to, to help us all. Simon, listening to that, it's clear that current technological advancements are allowing for that remote uh, support, which is just essential, isn't it? Absolutely. We try to use the technology everywhere. We go above and beyond in the fire account. And using RM, for example, a sped up a, a typical deployment from 12 weeks to, to less than three. Once the commercials are out of the way, the, the firefighters and the teams just want this equipment in use, you know, ASAP. So if we quote the example of South Wales Fire, we had the seven pallets of equipment delivered all within 10 working days. And it only took three days to have that equipment prepared using the radio manager and some collaboration between us, Motorola and South Wales Fire, and that equipment was ready for deployment within three days. Fantastic stuff. So what's the future? Tell me where you think that uh, we're going into the future in the next few years with uh, the technology. I mean, we've obviously got lots of boffins trying to 
predict the future, but uh, actually a lot of it is dependent on on feedback from both the end users and companies like Radiocoms. So if we look at the radio piece, actually, I think, you know, there's a continual process of enhancements um, and improvements based on that feedback. I mentioned earlier the importance of accessories, and we do see development of newer accessories to, in particular to provide background noise reduction. You know, the world, generally speaking, is a noisy place, and firegrounds in particular can be quite noisy. Um, but actually, I think if I look to kind of a little bit further out in the future, the data capability of radios, although there is some there and we can run some small basic apps over our two-way radio systems, I think, you know, the world more and more is looking to more and more data requirements. So I think that we will see an increased need for data. And the way that that is kind of manifesting itself is with broadband push-to-talk type systems. But I don't think that those are going to replace uh, two-way radio, certainly not in the short term. You know, they do have a place. They certainly provide uh, data capability. So if if services wanted to run uh, data-hungry applications like uh, telemetry, maybe, if they want to monitor their assets as they're going around the, the region, or possibly even live video streaming, you know, those, those things suck up, suck up a huge amount of bandwidth. So over broadband is the only way really to fulfill them. But I think when I look at radio, you know, it's been around a long time. It's got this killer app of instant voice you know radio has developed over many many years and all the users know they've just got to press the button and they can communicate not just with one person but with with the whole team that can easily be replaced by any of the technology so i think the two-way radios as we know them are going to be around for a while but i think there is an increasing need for this kind of overlay of data capability that i see coming from broadband type solutions Thanks, Sean. Uh, now, we're recording this on Zoom, so while it's an audio podcast, I can see the contributors, and I've seen Duncan White scribbling notes furiously all the way through Sean and Simon's answers. So, Duncan, uh, let's uh, wrap up with uh, some of your thoughts on, uh, on what you've heard today. I think touching back on the, the building of relationships, Simon mentioned the single point of contact within radio comms and working with the, the fire and rescue services, the ability to work with trusted partners and, and build up that uh, knowledge and understanding of how each other works certainly leads to a great working experience which bodes well for, for both parties. Technology within communications, as Sean touched on, is moving at such a fast pace that it's imperative that a fire and rescue service can lean on these knowledge experts for advice and guidance to look at how they go about their next project and by sharing that knowledge and experience under the umbrella of the National Fire Chiefs Council guidance certainly means that rather than working in silos you've got fire and rescue services that are the sharing information for, for the good of everybody. One bit that I just like to pick up on is how both Motorola Solutions and radio comms engage with the breathing apparatus manufacturers in relation to providing communication solutions that can work with the different breathing apparatus sets that are currently available within the UK market. Radiocom, similar to the way that it partners with Motorola, it works each day feeding back to the BA manufacturers as we're all probably aware we need to get comms from within inside a mass into a radio and out audibly somewhere else. It's a difficult ask by spending lots of time, by spending hours of development work, 
we've managed to provide most fire and rescue services with a solution over digital from all the major manufacturers of breathing apparatus. Summing up from my point of view, I think the relationship that Motorola Solutions and Radiocoms brings to the emergency services and fire and rescue service in particular is uh, invaluable. And I think it's worth noting that uh, congratulations are um, due to Radiocoms who uh, were awarded uh, Motorola Solutions top sales performer. So congratulations to uh, Radiocoms. <laughs> No, thank, thank you, thank you for noticing that that recognition. I know we put a, a lot of time and effort into putting the piece across to to, to fire and rescue and, and, and many others. It's nice to be rewarded for those efforts. Nothing gets past Duncan White. You know, he notices <laughs> everything in the industry. Thank you, Duncan, for your thoughts on that fascinating and enlightening discussion with Simon Bingham, senior account manager at Radio Comms. And Sean Fitzgerald, Head of Solutions Marketing at Motorola Solutions. Thank you for your time today on the Firecast, gentlemen, and for giving us a view on this vital piece of technology. And thank you for listening. That's it for today's Firecast. We'll talk again soon. Firecast is produced and presented by Paul Hutton and is an MDM publishing podcast in association with UK Fire Magazine. 